Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Breaking right now, a fatal crash has shut down a major highway in Johnston County. WREL Sky 5 is over the scene with the areas you need to avoid. How many hours the temperatures stay below freezing and how frigid the wind will make it feel. A 12-year-old is shot outside a store in Durham. It's getting worse. And they're getting younger. Hear from a community wondering when the violence will stop. Then, the Silicon Valley bank failure can be felt in the triangle, but experts say don't panic. What they say you should do with your money right now. A freeze warning has been issued for our entire area. Parts of our area could even see temperatures dip into the 20s overnight. Thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm Dan Haggerty. There's going to be a wind uh, event along with this, so a wind chill is going to make it even worse. Meteorologist Kat Campbell with the WRL Severe Weather Center and Kat. This cold morning thing has become a bit of a trend for us. Yes, the next three mornings, temperatures will fall below freezing. And remember, these numbers do not account for the wind chill. 31 tomorrow morning, the coldest Wednesday morning at 29, when there could be a hard freeze in spots, and 30 by Thursday morning. So make sure that you are protecting your pets and your plants for the next three nights. Bring your plants and your pets inside, and if your plants are outdoors, make sure you cover them. 29 tonight in Roxborough, 30 in Durham, 31 for Raleigh, as well as Rocky Mount, 28 in Southern Pines, and freezing for Fayetteville, Clinton, and Goldsboro. A freeze warning in effect tonight for the entire area. This will last through 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. And we're already looking at a freeze watch for tomorrow night as well. That could be the more widespread freeze and perhaps a killing freeze in our northern counties where temperatures could fall below 28 degrees for several hours. We'll have a closer look at the hour by hour wind chill forecast and why temperatures are going to be able to rebound into the 70s this week. Coming up, Dan. Sounds good. Talk to you soon, Kat. And with temperatures this low, we should mention emergency shelters are opening across Wake County for people who need a, a warm place to stay. The county issued the white flag status for tonight, tomorrow and Wednesday night. Shelters are open from five each evening until eight in the morning. You can find the locations for these specific shelters on WRL.com. We are staying on top of breaking news here in the live center. A man is dead after getting hit by a car in Johnston County, and we're following the backups and closures on U.S. Highway 70 business. This is right between Garner and Clayton, just outside of Clayton there on U.S. Highway 70 business. We do have video from the scene. Our breaking news crew there, along with WREL Sky 5. This crash happened right after 5 o'clock this evening. The, we are learning from the State Highway Patrol that the driver of that large white truck right there off to the left there was outside of his vehicle. He was towing a few other cars there, was just loading them up when the driver of the red car that you saw there a moment ago hit him. This again happened right after five o'clock. We know that the man who was outside of his car died there at the scene. The driver of that red car was taken to the hospital for some minor injuries is uh, a 
excuse me, what the state highway patrol say the driver of that red car is suspected to have been impaired. So charges are pending in this case. A man is dead. We are learning, uh, working to learn his name. We do know he is from out of state and was towing those cars to Tennessee just as soon as we learn his name. We'll break back in and let you know. Well, so tragic, Joe. Thank you. Eight people under the age of 18 have been shot in Durham this year. A 12 year old is now among those and police are still looking for the person who pulled the trigger. The girl was shot yesterday afternoon while leaving a store with a group of young people. WRL Durham reporter Sarah Kruger shows us from police headquarters where officers are still searching for answers. Police told me today that the girl's condition is thankfully improving and she is expected to survive. As shooting victims here continue to get younger and younger, some community members tell me hopelessness is creeping in. It's getting worse. Sherry Williams has lost two 21-year-old sons to gun violence. One was murdered last summer in the Southside neighborhood just down the street from the latest shooting. It scares me. It really scares me. And then to be in broad daylight, that's when kids are outside playing. Williams started a group called Mothers of Murdered Kids to offer support to families going through the unimaginable. As the crime continues, though, she is losing faith that anything will change. At this point, I don't know what it's going to take to stop this gun violence. It's a situation for everybody, not only me. I spoke by phone with the man who owns this convenience store outside of which the 12-year-old was shot. Witnesses tell us she was leaving the store with a group of other kids when she was hit. I think this is the third or the fourth shooting. Right by your store. Yes. In the street, but it's next to the store. He says many of the shootings are drive-bys, including one that almost hit his seven-year-old. One time I had my daughter with me. And that was uh, someone driving, same thing, shooting. They have my car and my friend's car. So after that night, I said, no, I don't bring no kids in the store. Data from Durham Police shows 24 people under the age of 18 were shot last year. 2023 is outpacing that, with eight shot before we are even through the first three months of the year. Police wouldn't tell me if the girl was targeted or caught up in the crossfire. Sarah Kruger, WRL News, Durham. A North Carolina man is facing human trafficking and rape charges in the abduction of a 13-year-old girl from her home in Texas. She was reportedly found in a shed. WRL's Gerald Owens joins us now to explain. And apparently, Gerald, this all started online. And that's what we're being told, Dan. Disturbing allegations here. The teenager was found in Davidson County. That's near Lexington. That's nearly 1,100 miles away from Dallas. Fortunately, she's back home with her family tonight. The man accused of kidnapping her, 34-year-old Jorge Camacho, is in jail. At a news conference today, the Davidson County Sheriff said that the girl met Camacho online and enticed her to leave home. He then went to Texas to pick her up. The sheriff says after Camacho was arrested, they found the teenager in an outbuilding in a small town south of Lexington. The property owner says Camacho was actually living in that building, but she had no idea the teenage girl was also there with him. Today, the sheriff warned parents to be aware of your child's social media activity. As parents, they've got to wise up and see 
that the dangers to these kids, it just continues to go on. Please help us out. I'm very thankful. I thank God that we were able to find this young girl. Uh, it may not be that case forever. Camacho is in jail on $1.2 million bond. He's charged with more than a dozen crimes, including child abduction, human trafficking, and sex crimes involving a minor. Dan? Scary and disturbing details. Gerald, thank you. North Carolina is a step closer to legalizing sports gambling. Today, state lawmakers officially filed the bill that would make it happen. The bill has bipartisan support. It allows betting on professional and college athletics. The bill is very similar to the one passed by the House last year. The Senate made a lot of changes and the bill eventually failed that one last year. Supporters think they have the votes this time around. Critics are concerned it will lead to an increase in gambling addiction. Tomorrow, the Senate is expected to hold the first of two floor votes on Medicaid expansion. Once it passes the Senate, it only needs a single House vote to be on its way to Governor Roy Cooper's desk. And that could happen by the end of this week. Even if it's signed into law, Medicaid expansion would have to wait on the state budget to be passed, which could be months away. Businesses and investors in the triangle are affected by the collapse of two banks. A run on Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank caused them to fail after customers pulled out billions of dollars in a short period of time. SJF Ventures in Durham helps startups get funding they need to grow. Managing Director Dave Kick. Kirkpatrick tells WRL 10 of the companies he works with had accounts with Silicon Valley Bank. Kirkpatrick says some of them scrambled to cover costs and payroll until the federal government stepped in to guarantee the bank's customers would have access to all their money. It's you know, excessive turbulence for companies that are already managing a lot of turbulence in the economy, but hopefully we've averted some of the worst of it. So we want to calm down, remember that we are insured, and just let things play out. Financial experts say now is not the time to panic that a repeat of the 2008 financial crisis is extremely unlikely. They say it's important to remember that the FDIC insures bank deposits up to $250,000. Still ahead, a local high schooler is recovering from a heart attack. Hear from the 17-year-old cheerleader's mother about the scary moments during a recent competition and how an AED saved her life. Plus, new video shows yet another home collapsing into the ocean along the Outer Banks. What officials are now warning beachgoers? Coming up. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Governor Cooper wants to make it easier to get a job in government. Today, he issued an executive order encouraging more people to apply. It directs the State Office of Human Resources to help people land jobs who may have relevant experience, but not a formal degree. Blake Thomas, General Counsel for the Office of State Human Resources, joins us now live. Blake, thank you for talking about this. Let's start with the reason behind this and what jobs you really need to fill. Oh, we need to fill jobs all over state government, Deborah. And uh, with the years following the pandemic and the great resignation, you know, applications have declined a little bit. And part of our response to that is doing something that we've always wanted to do, which is really tell people, come in, please don't hesitate to apply to state government. And please recognize that your experience as well as any kind of degrees you have can qualify you for the jobs you have. Even today, the, the moment even before this executive order was signed, you could get into more than 75% of the jobs in state government 
just through the experience you have without a formal degree. That's only going to rise as we work to implement this executive order. And we're really excited about getting that word out there to people and encouraging them to go apply to jobs today. So what's going to change with this executive order? Well, we're going to be doing a lot of training to make sure everybody in state government doesn't turn away people who have the education necessary to apply for degrees. So if people apply today to oshr.nc.gov, I've got to get a plug in, they can go ahead and highlight the experience we have. We're going to train folks to look out for that and make sure that they don't get discarded, turned away, that we recognize all of the value, the military experience, on-the-job experience, internships, all of that provides to people. Uh, and then we're going to review that remaining 25% of uh, classifications over the coming weeks to try to make sure that we're not keeping anything unnecessarily that refers to academic training or requires any kind of academic degree. Very quickly, what are the types of jobs you're looking to fill? We're looking to fill jobs in every agency, but we have a special need in healthcare and in corrections. Uh, so really encourage everybody to go to our website, oshr.nc.gov, and see what's in their area and available to them. I can almost guarantee you there's going to be something of interest. General Counsel Blake Thomas, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to have much more on this tonight on our news at 10 and 11. Thanks, Blake. Thank you. A 17-year-old Harnett County cheerleader is recovering right now at Duke Medical Center after suffering what her mother says was a heart attack during a recent competition. Kiana Joe was warming up when it happened. Someone had to shock her with an AED to save her life. WRL Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bays spoke to her mother, who was grateful that that equipment was on hand. Well, 17-year-old Kiana Joe is a student here at Western Harnett High School, but she's a competitive cheerleader with a team in Sanford. This competition happened on Sunday, March 5th in Raleigh at Broughton High School. Her mother says she was just warming up when all of a sudden she became unresponsive. This is what Kiana Joe loves to do, fly through the air with the greatest of ease. The 17-year-old is a competitive cheerleader, but there were some scary moments during a recent competition in Raleigh. They had just gotten finished with the very first stunt. At that point of the stunt, they come down to where the girls are holding her in a seated position. And when she got to that position, she was unresponsive. It was thought that she was having a seizure, but a coach realized she didn't have a pulse, so CPR was started. Her mother jumped in to help save her daughter's life. And I had done two sets of compressions and breaths, and then I, find, I had looked over to my left side, and I saw, finally saw the AED machine had got there. Her mother put the paddles on the 17-year-old. The machine told her an electric shot was needed. She administered the shock and continued CPR until medics arrived. Joe was taken to Wake Med and then transferred to Duke Medical Center for a cardiac MRI. It confirmed the teenager suffered a heart attack. Her mother is just thankful an AED was available at the cheerleading competition. If we can save one life just with the knowledge of how important it is to get that AED and that every facility that has any kind of athlete, athletes and their children at all, they need to have one. So Kiana remains in the hospital getting treatment, but her mother is just thankful that she's alive. In Harnett County, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. Another home now has collapsed in Rodanthe in the Outer Banks. The National Park Service saying that the one-story house collapsed along East Point Drive just today. Officials warning people now to watch out for debris along the beach and in the ocean. Cape Hatteras National Seashore 
is working with the owner of this home to remove it entirely. Rodanthe has had national attention, of course, last year specifically when several homes collapsed into the ocean. Some experts say climate change is making these threats more common. Dare County leaders have said they need state and government funding to stop the erosion. Let's take a live look at Beaufort right now. Doesn't get much prettier than that. It is cold out there and it's going to get colder overnight tonight. And we're going to have another cold night after that. Cat Campbell, as we look at this beautiful shot of Beaufort, you know, the temperatures are going to get pretty dangerously cold in some areas. I know. I wish we could just leave this up on your screen instead of going to the wind chill forecast for tomorrow. A beautiful sunset. One of the perks of these later sunsets. We get to enjoy them right here on our 7 o'clock news on WRAL through the live camera network. We've got over 30 cameras now. Looking at temperatures and wind chills tomorrow. So what you see on the left here, that's the temperature 33 at 8 a.m. It's going to feel more like 25. 10 a.m. feeling more like 31 and even at lunchtime, the actual air temperature 45. But with the blustery northwest wind, it's going to feel like 38 at noon and our high tomorrow just 50 with wind chills in the 40s all day. So it's going to feel a lot more like January than March here locally and quite a shock to our system after the exceptionally warm February. The coldest we get comes Wednesday morning at 29 degrees by Friday afternoon, though. Look at this. We're right back up to 73 degrees, so we do have a warming trend that we are tracking this week. First, though, temperatures plummet tonight. 50 will be the high tomorrow, 56 on Wednesday. And then by Thursday, temperatures really starting to bounce back. 65 the high, 73 on Friday. And still in the 60s for a little bit longer on Saturday, though this warm-up is not going to last. We have a big dip in the jet stream over the East Coast right now. We call this a trough. And this is what's funneling all this cold air from Canada up into North Carolina is that jet stream flow. We're going to be stuck in that pattern for a few more days, but by Thursday and a Friday, we gradually see that shifting east and a brief ridge of high pressure, allowing for temperatures to warm up for a couple of days before a cold front moves in and knocks temperatures down again by next weekend. The next rainmaker that we're watching doesn't get here until Friday night into Saturday, so most of this week is dry. Still some disagreement amongst the models on how early the rain gets here and how late it leaves. At this stage, when we're this far out, it can still shift around by six hours. But right now, it's kind of in that sweet spot where it moves in late Friday night after most folks are already sleeping and moves out pretty early on Saturday morning. We could still see that shift either way a bit. So check in for updates this week as we get closer to the weekend. That's the next one, though. Up until then, high pressure in place. A lot of snow right now in the Midwest, a low pressure system in Nor'easter uh, moving along the East Coast at this point. But things quiet in North Carolina for a few more days. A live look at Rocky Mount this evening. You can see just a little glimmer of the sunset there in the distance. 54, 53 in Durham and 55 degrees at the WRL Fayetteville newsroom. We will see these clouds clear out tonight. It remains breezy, but not as windy as it's going to be during the day tomorrow. Very dry air in place and all this is going to come together to create some really cold conditions in the morning. So make sure you've got your heat on before you head to bed tonight. Maybe a extra blanket with you in bed. Definitely a change from what we felt lately. We've got three mornings in a row with freezes in the forecast before temperatures rebound briefly for the end of the week. But then there comes the downturn in temperatures again by Sunday and Monday. And those mornings we are likely to see temperatures falling back to freezing again. So just here on the seven day forecast, I'm counting five freeze warnings in our future. All right, we'll be prepared, Kat. Thank you. A new funny and heartwarming film with an inclusive cast coming up. The two Raleigh actors playing important roles in Woody Harrelson's latest movie, Champions.
Wow. I am so happy for the time change, if for nothing else, but seeing sunsets like this, this time of the evening. So beautiful as we're looking live at North Hills. You know, students at Durham Elementary School had a special visit from UNC administrators today. UNC Athletics Director Bubba Cunningham and the university's Vice Provost for Equity and Inclusion, Dr. Leah Cox, spoke to Sidekicks Academy. The academy is a Taekwondo program teaching character building to students. Cunningham says the adults in the room took away just as much from the visit as the students in the room. Sidekicks Academy is operating in three elementary schools in Durham right now. Two local actors with intellectual disabilities are now getting high praise for their work in a new major film opening in the Triangle today. The movie is called Champions and actors Brad Edens and Kevin Iannucci from Raleigh play important roles. The families of the two actors organized a red carpet experience for the Raleigh premiere of the film at Cinemark Raleigh Grand. Brad Edens' brother Jared talked about the symbolic importance of the film. People with disabilities make up 20% of our population, but only 1% of the characters in TV and film. Even worse, of that 1%, only 5% of those are actually played by, by actors with disabilities. Eden says the Champions film is a giant step in the right direction. Today, the Museum of Life and Science gave us a sneak peek at its newest and biggest exhibit in years, opening soon to families. Play to Learn is a reimagined early childhood experience. It's nearly three times the size of the previous exhibit. It offers babies, toddlers, and preschoolers <laughs> a creative, engaging experience. It encourages them to explore and experiment <laughs> alongside caregivers and other children. The new exhibit opens to the public next Tuesday, March 21st. I think they like it. Yeah, so far so good. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. So uh, you can now get your hands on the Bojangles Sweet Tea <laughs> with a Kick. Yeah, Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea hits shelves across North Carolina today. It's a partnership between the fast food chain and Appalachian Mountain Brewery out of Boone. You won't be able to get it out of Bojangles. Know that. It will be available <laughs> at grocery and convenience stores in North and South Carolina. Now, I will say that the sweet tea alone yes, is quite good. It is. So we'll see with the kick how, how it, it fares. <laughs> I'll try it. Thanks for being with us tonight. We'll see you again at 10 and 11. Good night. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.